You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Chris Osborne, who for 30 years has been the senior pastor of Central Baptist Church in College Station. Uh, The church has grown during the course of his ministry to a membership of over 3,000. And Chris is also uh, currently a Ph.D. candidate in preaching at Southwestern Seminary. So even though he is a mature pastor, he's still sharpening the axe. Chris, welcome to Preaching Source. Thank you. Glad to be here. You're on campus this week during our spring preaching conference, and you're leading a breakout session with a very interesting topic. It's called Preaching and the Use of Humor, and I also think that you're addressing that in your doctoral dissertation. Can you talk to us for uh, a few minutes about preaching and humor? Yeah, it's an interesting topic in that there's been no academic work done on it until the late 60s, early 70s. That's when John Morrell came out with his book, and there's a lot of—they're finally addressing the issue of humor in speech and rhetoric in a lot of different areas. The early rhetorists weren't fond of it, and uh, it wasn't really used a lot, but my title of my dissertation is There is a Judicious Use of Humor in Preaching, and I think we really need to do that. I mean, there are basically three views of it. One is we don't use it at all. Uh, John Piper would kind of fall that way. He's not that extreme, but he would really fall that— it's such a you have such a grave mission as a pastor that humor is not good. You've got Jesse Duplantis in the charismatic movement, who that's all he does is tell funny stories. He's really my favorite comedian on TV. And then you've got uh, kind of in the middle what I think is a judicious use that you're careful, but it's effective in what it does in the message. So I think uh, those are really the main three ways that people use it, and I think we need to stay in the middle. Mm. Chris, uh, we often say at Southwestern that we're in the business of equipping the called, but it's Mm. the local church where people are called into the ministry. And during the course of your ministry, there are a number of uh, men who've been called to full-time ministry under your leadership. How how do you do that? How do you help to call out the called in pastoral ministry? Man, if I had the answer to that, I'd do it every Sunday. I, uh, I, I, the only answer I've got is God has singularly blessed us. I think the Aggies, it's interesting, Texas A&M, not just in Baptist life, but in Catholic life, Lutheran life, put more ministers in those seminaries than any other school in the country. So there's something God's doing it uh, with the kids he's bringing to Texas A&M. But the kids we have that come, we have had a number come out. Matter of fact, two of the trustees at Southwestern are now. Uh, here, one of the, the provosts at Midwestern, uh, the number two guy at the ERLC. So we're trying to take over the convention, which is really our main goal. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, you've, uh, you've also specialized in disciple-making. What is it that makes a pastor an effective disciple-maker? I think there are really two things. I think you've got to be an adequate disciple yourself. I mean, you've got to really spend some time learning the Scripture, knowing Jesus, working with your family well. You've got to you can't be perfect, obviously, but you've got to have some consistency. And I, then I think, number two, you've got to be in somebody's life. I try to, as much as I can, particularly these young men coming, coming out of my church into the ministry, I really try to invest time with them. That's a real key thing for me. Hmm. What is it that makes a pastor an effective preacher? 
Well, this is my own take, and I'm sure there are people that would argue this. My own take is uh, verse by verse, book by book, exegetical, textual, straight exposition with good articulation, with good application, with good illustration. I really do believe that. I think, for example, if you don't do uh, verse by verse, book by book, there's a passage in John 6 where Jesus says, Several times in a matter of a couple of verses, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. We would never, nobody's ever going to preach that unless they're going through. But for me, it's actually the number one issue for the church today is whether or not they will decide to do disciples or draw crowds. Jesus ran off a crowd to find men who said to him, we don't like what you said, but we know who you are and that's all we need to know. So for me, I think real effective preaching is to take the whole book. So I'm preaching what he thinks, not what I think. Chris, your church is located in College Station, Texas, the home of Texas A&M University. What advice would you give to pastors who minister in uh, college towns? Mm. I think they've got to be, that's one of the reasons I'm doing my dissertation on humor. I think they've got to be caught up with their culture. I don't think they have to know who Beyonce is and all that sort of stuff, but I do think they have to be authentic, they have to be winsome, they have to set a hearing for the gospel would be the best way for me to put it. I don't think you can just didactically lay out eight views of the atonement. I think you've got to preach it in a winsome way that's clear, strong, but authentic. And I think authentic to the culture we're living in. Mm. Chris, what's your personal sermon preparation process? How do you go about pulling together a sermon each week? Well, if I'm in the New Testament particularly, uh, I took five and a half years of Greek, so I'm, and I preach from the Greek New Testament, so I, it's the first place I go. Dig out the syntax, dig out the word study, dig out the connection inside the context where it is there in the book, in the rest of the Scripture, theologically. Then I hit the commentaries. I'll read 20, 25 different commentaries, very few homiletic, most of them... Uh, hardcore 19th century, 18th century, Greek, historic-based commentaries. And then I will, uh, from there, try to figure out what the passage was saying then. Then I want to pull it into today, and I do that by application and illustration. Now, Chris, you entered our Ph.D. program in preaching after a number of years of on the job pastoral experience. What about the PhD program has changed anything in your preaching? Yeah, I think it's made me even more strident as far as text-driven. I think I'm even more myopic that when I come to the text, I hang right there in the text. I think it's done that for me. I think it's sharpened me intellectually. Most pastors that I know when they get to my age uh, quit emotionally and intellectually and spiritually. So I wanted to be challenged, and you sit in a class with a bunch of 28-year-old kids that are way smarter than you are, you will be challenged. Our guest on Preaching Source today has been Chris Osborne, Senior Pastor of Central Baptist Church in College Station, Texas. Chris, it's uh, you're an old friend, so it's been a delight to have a conversation with you today. I appreciate it. It's good to see you again. Thank yeah. you for being here. God bless you. Thanks, Dr. McCarthy.